Oh shit, me too. Yeah, Did you, yeah, yeah. You, you, yeah you I allowed it. All right. <laughs> Do you like saying that? <laughs> well, you know, you were in charge last time, and we never could make it happen. So, I mean, oh, <laughs> <laughs> like that is it? Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, yeah, just saying, man. I'm just yeah. saying. Let's see. So we're off to that kind of start. Yep. This says yeah. that I that I can share. It says I can share things. Wait, hold on. It says I can share stuff with you. What I it says I can share my iPad with you. I feel like that can't be true. <laughs> I'd love to know what's on it. Oh, there's no way that that would work, right? Oh no, I have the wrong cable. Oh, you mean the thing where you can like point at things with your phone and stuff? Um, I don't even know. Wait, hold on. I gotta change my cable. So Daron says that he has Zoom, but that he's making French toast. So I don't know what that means for us. Why, but... why, why doesn't that surprise me, man? <laughs> it, you know. Is he shuffling the slices of toast? <laughs> I'm sure he would love, you know, to, to hear that question from you. Oh. It's like the same thing as, as everything else. It's like, you know, like I said, we had it working and then I had to take it a little too far. Oh, is that your phone doing that? Are you seeing it now? Are you moving your phone around? This is some art that I've been working on. Oh, it's nice. On my iPad. I had this idea of like just releasing only singles. <clears throat> and for each one, I have to do like a piece of art. So this is the one I did for my last track. All right. It's kind of cool. It's right? cool, man. Is that totally computer generated or what? What do you mean by totally computer generated? Uh, I no, draw I'm... it with a little pen, with an iPad pencil. Yeah, you drew it, but you drew it with, yeah, right. Using it, using a program though, using an app. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's cool, man. I like it. What kind of music is that? That's from the, the, the Peanut Style track that I just put out like a couple of weeks ago. The Peanut Style. I called it Peanut Style. So, you know, if you're trying to do a lot of tracks, you have to not second guess the track name. So like whatever comes into my head, that's just the name of the track. I can't be like going back over this. Right, that's the right. kind of thing I could just get bogged down on, you know. Which... This is something I was going to mention earlier, actually, because when we were talking about like, we were talking about uh, like band names. And, yeah. and I have the same thing. I remember a friend telling me years ago, he said, he said, never come up with a title of a song before you've written the lyrics. Hmm. You know? And, and I think he's right. And it's because it's like, I mean, I'll do it, but I kind of, these days, I, I always do it with kind of like, that's a working title. I'm going to get rid of it because it's just like you put yourself in this trap, don't you? You, you give it like a title and you get and then that kind of something just, it all grows around there. I mean, I find anytime I start to envisage too much what I'm doing, 
like in any kind of project, whether it's like rock and roll or it's an art music project or whatever, as soon as I start to kind of visualize too much, no, I tell you, the worst thing is when I'll start imagining I'm playing it in a specific venue. Oh yeah. No, you know what it will really get me bogged down is when I start <laughs> imagining people listening to it. Yeah. And I start imagining a bad reception, like that's the wrong place. It's not going to work in that venue. And I'm like thinking, why am I imagining playing it in a venue that no one that I can't imagine anyone liking it in and it's not working <laughs> because I'm not going to play it there anyway, but I can't, but it's like a kind of Tourette's thing in my head. That's like, I can only picture it like, you know, like do Emperors of Rome. It's all this kind of really mellow, small stuff. It's, and yeah, and I'll, I'll picture it in like some total rock club where I'm thinking, oh, no, everyone's going to hate it. It's like, of course I'm not going to play it in there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Totally. I just, I, I just sort of torture myself subconsciously about it. Yeah. Well, that does sound like you're torturing yourself. It is. Yeah. You know, and I'll, I'll just um, immediately project it into sort of like, it's, it's like the most inappropriate setting for it. Yeah. 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 And I, I think, yes, it's like, not going to work. It's not going to work. <laughs> I, I think like, so I've been doing like a lot of instrumental tracks, like, you know, and they've just been kind of sitting on my hard drive. So I'm starting to, those are the ones I'm starting to release right now. Like, just like put them out, you know, just put them out, just put it, put them all out. And like for those, it's like the title could really be anything right you know like yeah. it's okay for the title to be whatever mm. so i feel like whatever comes into my head it's just you know it's supposed to be just it's just like divine inspiration you know yeah 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 you know sometimes i feel bad about the title like i'll feel like it's kind of implies the wrong thing or something right but i don't know I don't know. I get it. Like we we like band songs. The titles are usually kind of relevant because of the lyrics, but with the instrumental tracks, like it's not. Nah, it's just anything, you know. Like I call one "Dirty Muffin," which is like is it's quite beautiful actually. It's like this little piano thing. It's like on one of Bob's things. Um, I don't know. What's the recent one? It's called uh, "Your Room Above the Garage." I can't think of what it was called. That it was just—it was like an instrumental guitar thing, you know, experiment. Yeah. But I want—I want to hear this new stuff you're doing, though, man. So, what's what, t t say about it? Oh, it's, it's like so. This is like an ongoing project, yeah. Like, a, yeah, it's, a it's actually that I have all these things that I did partly, or that I did. You know, I've had like different methods over the past like couple of years that I've been using to to write new stuff. You know, there's this whole period of time where I felt like my problem is that I that I. I deliberate too much and I get too much into the weeds when I'm working on stuff. So for like a month, I would just go down uh, every day, start working. And uh, my attitude was like, I don't make mistakes. Like I don't make right. mistakes. So like everything I do, I would just have to work with it. You know what I mean? Like no, like trying, no backtracking, no second guessing it. Is and that, just, is that kind of, is that a bit of a Lou Reed thing? Like from when you I worked with him? I, if it is, you know, did you ever see that movie dig? Yeah. Yeah, remember yeah. that? There's that line where, where they're like, I think, you know, you have to admit that that was a mistake. And he's like, no, I don't, because I don't make mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I just think, like, you know, like sometimes I, I think I was also thinking, yeah, it is very Lou Reed, like just move forward, like move quickly, you know? It's also like um, how many decisions people used to have to commit to, you know, because like, uh, like any of those early like Beatles stuff where they were doing like four tracks or whatever, right? Yeah. It's like, you'd have to commit to a decision because you're gonna bounce it down. 
and then it's like that yeah. forever. You can't go back. And I started to feel like, like, because we can go back, we do. And it's like, how much time is spent going back and changing something? You know, so I think when I was like, when I was doing, I can't make mistakes, I, I, I was allowed to delete something right after I made it. I could just say like, ugh, that's horrible. But otherwise I'd just be like, no, that's good. And it's almost like it's printed. Like I don't get to yeah, go yeah. back and edit that. If it's like a little loop or like a little chord part or whatever, or certain sound, like that's good, cool, next thing. And I really, I was liking a lot of the stuff I was doing in that you know, scenario in, in a way more. Like, cause it was like a, l- a little bit less timid, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> that's, it's interesting you're saying it. Cause I mean, uh, uh, I mean, yeah, sorry to bring it back to, to, but it, 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 to me, that kind of relates a little bit to the sort of whole Lou Reed thing. Cause I think we talked about it a bit and it was this thing of doing or at least my impression was that it was kind of doing stuff and in a way like the end result that is what it is you know and there's this kind of boldness to kind of do it and it doesn't if it's got weird angles and bits jutting out of it that don't make sense in the contemporary kind of aesthetic or stuff like that it doesn't matter because people will get it in 30 years or something like that it's you know it's a thing i mean i'd like it's it's i find it's really hard to do because i because i do get pulled back into the kind of my kind of uh, aesthetic comfort zone in a way you know even when I'm trying to be quite experimental there's always something which pulls it back goes yeah but this bit could just be a little more you know I could sculpt this a little bit more and then in a way I'm kind of not doing that thing you know I don't know if that's making any sense no it perfectly does and I think like I am I'm like really really vulnerable to that instinct to the instinct to just you know really refine things and like take all the edges off and and take all the like awkward parts out you know and yeah. i th- you know so now the, the thing i was thinking of trying to do you know now is to just really release like something every week say and just be willing to just say whatever it is it is because the other thing is is that I feel like a lot of our recording aesthetic really was based on unscarcity of of releasable medium, right? Like it's expensive to release something and you can only put so much stuff on it and it's expensive to record things, right? And since you and I, you know, we grew up in a time where that's the standard, like that we still have that context, even though that's not a meaningful context. Yeah, that's not the reality that we're living in right now. No. And it hasn't been for quite some time but I think that we still are used to thinking that way. Mm. But the fact is, is that I'm allowed to release, like there is, there's no additional cost for me to release a hundred songs versus one song. What are you doing? You, do you go through DistroKid or TuneCore right. or what? So if I, yeah, so if I just go through DistroKid, there's no cost per song. Mm. And if I'm using all my own equipment in my own studio, there's again, no cost per song. It's only time. Yeah. You know? And so why wouldn't I release things, even if they're, um, even if I'm not sure what exactly they're about, Mm. you know, I was starting to think like, well, if I'd be willing to invite you over to my house and just say like, Hey man, check this out. What do you think? Then I think it's interesting enough that I'd be willing to take up five minutes of your time. Right. So then maybe it's interesting enough that I should just put it out. Yeah, that's a really good point, actually. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
actually it's true absolutely actually it's, it's interesting because there's so many sort of things about the kind of the, the sort of um like the is it formalism or formality but you know the, the kind of the sort of kind of like a sense of what is the right way to do something or a sense of there there's almost like a sense of procedure still yeah. like, i mean yeah you know i mean like oh this you know things go in a, have to go in a certain order but like you're saying it's, it's rubbish it doesn't that doesn't really exist anymore at all but we've kind of got this inbuilt that there was a, there was a, there was a series of steps you went through which you know obviously includes like you have a demo and then you have a record deal and then you have a blah, 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 right and, and the whole thing is complete shit because i mean you can master something and then you can redo it again afterwards anyway can't you you can you can take the whole thing back and yeah. Yeah. Was it you I, I was talking to about where I was like, I was getting obsessed with mastering for and to how it was going to be on Spotify. And then I was like, even thinking about getting these plugins that simulate it being on Spotify and like, were we talking about this before? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. So I was going through this whole thing. And then I finally realized like, dude, just put it on Spotify and listen to it. Like, right. like, I don't like, there's no cost for me to just put it on Spotify and then listen yeah. to it. If I don't like it, I can pull it down. You just take it off. Yeah. Right. right. Like I'm allowed to do that. Like, like, you know what I mean? There's no obstacle. So why am I sitting around obsessing about it? Yeah. I could leave it up there for three months. And if I decide the mastering is, is, is totally out of whack, I yeah. can remaster it and put it back up again. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so like, so then what's the problem? Just put it up already. You know, like, what 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 the hell are we thinking about? It's like yeah, it's like it's like going, like looking at a car and going, it's like a horse on wheels. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a horse on round legs. It's like yeah, you know, it's like yeah, yeah. You just not adjusting. Trying yeah, exactly. You're still trying to look at it through the yeah, yeah. I th I think I mean because I've been thinking I want to do something as well. Like I want to do like a like an album of kind of kind of experimentalish uh, guitar. Well, yeah, yeah. Experimental English doesn't sound really cool. Experimental guitar, but I mean, it's, you know, whatever that means now, but, but yeah, I think I, I think I have to do that as well. I want to hear what you've been doing though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I can send you that peanut tr style track. Just yeah. So you hear like one track. Yeah. Uh, well, where is we it? Should, we should hear a bit of it now, man. Yeah. Yeah. While you're doing it though, and I mean, I, I've noticed anyway in, in what you're doing, you know, you've got this very kind of bold thing of, you know, it almost like, yeah, it almost seems deliberate. You'll, you'll kind of, you'll avoid certain kind of smoothing out certain kind of like uh, more conventional approaches to mixing that, that a lot of people would do. You'll, you, it's like, you kind of go, nah, that can just stay, you know, that can poke out, that can da da da. And it's quite noticeable in your, in the way you mix your own tracks. It could be that I'm just bad at it. Bad at mixing. Yeah. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, hearing loss in certain frequency ranges. Yeah. You know? Well, actually, a, a mate of mine once told you, once said, ah, oh, I thought you sang out a tune on purpose. <laughs> right? I was like, yeah. Yeah. So this yeah. thing, like, it says that I can, can, can I, can I, can I share an audio? How, how does this work? I don't know. We got to edit this part out. Yeah. The part where I don't know how. Or maybe not. Or maybe not. <laughs> it depends <laughs> on how long I, I take it, right? Yeah. Uh, we, could, we could approach this the way you approach your mixes, you yeah? <laughs> know? 
this right. this is basically soft mixing this track that track i just i was like am i gonna feel really self-conscious about this track while dom's listening to it and i was listening to it and i was like i do not i like it dude it's i was really like i was actually really like like lost i was just kind of in it it's yeah yeah i'm happy about that one i, I don't i don't yeah. have another track like it no you know, i really like stuff. him it's yeah, beautiful yeah, yeah. You know what was really weird as well was it was like it felt like it was kind of like occupying there was like it was, it was a bass wasn't it like mm -hmm. yeah, yeah yeah so the bass was doing like the solo and it was like it was like the bass and the rest of the track were just kind of inhabiting different kind of dimensions <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah there's like there's like the, the programming the beat and the and the and the the sounds and stuff was kind of uh to me seemed like something almost from the world of um uh book of south oh yeah your your your, your album and uh you know that kind of 
yeah, that sort of kind of lo-fi, but kind of, yeah, kind of like like mellow and tense at the same time, kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, because I guess because it's very dystopian, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and stuff, right? yeah, yeah. And uh, and uh, and actually, like a completely revolutionary like um, format. I mean, you invented the format of of the Graalbum, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it was beautiful. And like, for, like to anyone listening, you know, that's basically soft you know created a format on specifically for ios like for for ipads which was like yeah i mean it was like it was like an audio visual but it was it was a it was like a like a an animated comic that was an album as well it was yeah yeah like a concept album but there was like an animated comic book yeah yeah Yeah. and really really cool (laughs) thanks (laughs) yeah so Uh, oh yeah Oh no, finish what you were saying. Oh, no, what I was going to say was just the thing of that. So there was like, the, on the one side, there's like that something which seemed to me like being in a similar kind of sound world to to the Book of Soft. And then you got, and you've got this bass, which is just like, it's almost like it's just in another room. Like you're just going along with it. And it's like, yeah, on the one hand, in like in, in kind of traditional senses of mixing, that's not, you know, that's not desirable because you want everything to kind of be kind of in this cake together, don't you? Yeah, yeah, but, but it's you're not doing that. You're kind of like you've made something which is outside that, outside those parameters, and that's like really. I mean, I was listening. I was finding it really inspiring. It was like, fuck, you know, that shit. Yeah, I, I need to shake my ideas up a bit. It'd be freer. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, thanks, man. No, it's amazing. It's cool. Really cool. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, well, that, that's what I'm saying. So I just released that. It's not like I didn't have to do a whole record of things that went with that. I could just do that one thing and then just like put it out and then just do the next thing. That's like what it, that's what everybody's doing. I think I just I wasn't caught up, you know? Yeah, right. It's not nice. innovative that I'm doing that. It's more just like, yeah, that's what everybody's doing. But that's the other thing. It's also so and I got that T-Rex master and, and like it just always makes me feel like I'm doing mastering correctly, whether or not I actually am. What's, the T- what's that? Is that a plugin? T- yeah, it's T racks or it's a whole suite. You can use it as a plugin or you just load up your files into it. Oh yeah. So I'll do a mix loaded up into T racks and then like output it. And then I feel like I've done my job in terms of mastering it and then I can like let it go. Oh, and that's it. You don't pay for anyone to master it. You just master it yourself. This way I can like really, you know. Just keep them coming. No, I have like I definitely have paid for mastering before, but I'm like Yeah. Let me see how far I get with this. Right. Yeah. And what is it? Is it online or do you, you, you buy it? No, no, I bought it. Right. But I was like, you know, it's worth it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it might be like Dumbo's magic feather, but it's like, it, it makes me feel like I've done something. Yeah, yeah. So are you, when you, I haven't heard the track, you were posting a track to Facebook, you were doing a track a day from your latest Emperors of Rome album. <clears throat> yeah. I didn't, I didn't do one today. Chance. You I didn't, didn't do, do one to, today. No, shit. No, I didn't. What? You forgot? Uh, yeah, events overtook. Are you running out of tracks? No, I've only done two so far. There's like another, there's another like nine. Nine. Yeah, nine. Do you so, want to, do you want to show me the one that you're going to put next? Uh, yeah. Okay. Hang on. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. <clears throat> so this one's aeroplane. I thought I'd do this one. People always get the wrong end of the stick with this one. Here we go. 
pack your bags and guns You got a secret right to these blue force men And the walls have ears, yes, true Deep in every word that's coming through Stop the car, I'm getting down, man I walk from here, you can do what you like It's your decision Dude, there's so many things I like about that. Oh, yeah? <laughs> oh, yeah. I love, that was great, man. Thanks, I don't man. think that I've really been checking out this album yet. All like, right, man. I got totally distracted. <laughs> it's really wonderful. Cheers, dude. So much stuff no. I liked about it. The first thing that like really left out at me, though, was like the vocal phrasing. I, I found to be like really awesome from the beginning. Like from the moment oh, the it came in, it's like it, would, it was like it, it grabbed me. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, cool. And like, and the way the chord movement started happening, like, you know, it's like, it really like it, there's not a dull moment in that song you know it just it grabs you right away nice. you know Thanks, i also love man. the um what was this 
sound that you use first before the tambourine comes in yeah well that, so it's like you're mostly doing like a kick drum thing right yeah well this is start doing that yeah well she's ali she's just like basically she's like she's just doing like because she only has like you know like uh, it's a marching drum on its side right right um, that's all she's using so she's got that she's got a tambourine on the stand here and then the rest of it is just choice of weapons basically so she'll be playing with like a kind of shaker instead of a drumstick like on there and then she's got like a kind of another beater there or sometimes she'll have like indian bells around her wrist or something like that and there's all these like kind of really cool yeah it's like the way she i mean it's like in a funny way because like when i started writing these songs and stuff and some of them i had kicking around for quite a while and they just kind of sounded just like songs and and you know to give ali like full credit it was like it was only when we started kind of doing it together and she started just taking this really kind of uh, different approach to how she was going to play rhythms, you know, play drums and stuff, not being a drummer at all. And it honestly, it just makes all the difference. It's just like it, it she puts so much color in it because I'm just strumming chords, you know what I mean? And then, yeah, yeah, no, I think that what she's doing is it's just brilliant. It's like, and it had there's so much dimension, however, that was recorded. It just like it, there was so much motion in it, you know? Right, so like cool. so the opposite of just using a sample, right? It's like a thing that's like really active and it's like really yeah, like yeah. moving. And it's like it's again, it's a part of big part of why like why the song like you know really had like this uh this sense of, of progression of momentum is like a word I keep thinking of. You right. Know? It was really, really great. Yeah, you I mean know? I mean I mean Alex, you know, Alex Silver recorded it, you know, because you know we did it at Hansa, like in in Berlin, like right, right, right. where where Bowie and Nuri and Niggy who did that stuff in the seventies, you know, and so it's this beautiful room, you know, it looks kind of looks like Ike Turner's living room as, as I would imagine it, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of cool seventies furniture and stuff like, and, uh, and, uh, yeah, yeah. It was just like totally organic. I mean, one, one of the tracks, it was like Alex, it was actually the, at the other end of the room, just playing the tambourine, you know, like kind of way off mic, you know, like past the, past the ambient mics, you know, and stuff. So it was all, yeah, and it was all like single takes. Apart really? From, yeah, 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 yeah. That's fantastic. I think the only overdubs we did were, uh, I think we overdubbed some backing vocals, like Ali's backing vocals. I think we overdubbed because it was just too too noisy on the. And what else? And oh yeah, and like in that song, it's like down, down, down. Yeah, there's like the little guitar part comes in at the end, and that's an overdub, but. Other than that, it's just boom. It's just honest to God. You know, it's a gig. You know, that it really sounds like it, man. I, I, <laughs> man, you, you must be really proud. That's great. Yeah, I am actually. Yeah, yeah, I am. So, totally. um, how long do you think we've been doing this for?
I see his name, but I don't hear him. He's, he's like in the ether. Him. He's there, but not there. 